This episode is brought to you by Charles Pierce. What? Or a bunch of people like him who donated to our Patreon campaign. Exactly like him. The Charles Pierce Seven. <laughs> yes. So yes. Uh, if you want to be like this hero among men, go to duckfeed.tv slash dipjar, click the Patreon link, and uh, that is a way that you can get access to our shows and a bunch of other different uh, little incentives. Yep. And get your name read out loud. Yes. So the world <laughs> might be acknowledged. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasode. It is a retro gaming extrasode. <laughs> and this week we are reading your responses to Killer7, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, wasn't as divisive as I thought it would be. <laughs> I think that the, the, um, you are, they, they're, they're primarily positive. Mm-hmm. And I think the people who didn't like this game didn't get far enough in it to feel passionate about it. Ah, uh, okay. Like, I bet you this is the kind of game where if you don't like it, you just kind of quit. Yeah. So I could see that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got a pretty healthy response to it. So that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, Gary, why don't you get us started with Nolan? I will. Uh, Nolan Otto says via contact. Hey, guys, it's me, the guy who requested that you do this game. I was initially a little bit cagey about suggesting, uh, suggesting it, being afraid that you would hate the game. But when I thought about it, I realized that I still like the episodes on games that you don't enjoy. So what the hell? Also, <laughs> the idea of you trying to recap the plot seemed like a hoot. I'm not a one who much cares for writing emails, so I'll keep this brief. I love this game, but it bugs the hell out of me that there's zero information or even hints on how uh, Mizaru, Iwizaru's uh, ex-wife, fits into things. What the hell is her deal? Thank you for hours of entertainment, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. thank thank you, Nolan, A, uh, for your uh, for, for your uh, generous Kickstarter donation and for suggesting mm-hmm. this game, uh, but also for writing in and uh, and you know speaking for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and thank you, thank you for your praise. That yada yada yadding wasn't meant to be dismissive. Yeah. It was yeah, just, it's a, just it's, it, that, yeah. that, that is me having forgotten to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, so we appreciate the, the kind yes. words as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I her wife, like I couldn't figure it out either. I don't really know. It's not. Uh, I don't think it really shows up I, in the show notes for the main episode. There's that deconstruction from that guy who's thought about this game more than I have. Yeah, and he doesn't have much to say about it either. Right. I, it could just be something weird, <laughs> like like sometimes a, a a cigar that takes you to another dimension is just a cigar that takes you to another dimension. It's only brought up once by Iwazaru himself, and then in the four or five occasions where Kaede uh, uses her wrist slitting ability, she's like right there, just standing off to the side. I know that it's basically it is Kaede using her blood as a catalyst for this ghost to be able mm-hmm. to power that, but that is all that I know. The um. It's also, like, I could also see them doing it for mysterious hippie reasons of just having the name mm-hmm. kind of sound the same. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, Mazzaro and Nizar. Like, it's just kind of a weird, like, that could translate as a funnier name or a more noteworthy name for your native mm-hmm. speaker. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Elvis uh, Presley, is his middle name is Garrett, or it's something like Garen, because his brother's name was Aaron. Like, he, he changed <laughs> his middle name or went by a different middle name. Or because his brother's name began with a G, so uh-huh. he put a G in front of his middle name or something. There's some weird, like, hillbilly Elvis <laughs> ritual thing that uh, it was just about a rhyming name that he changed. So he was given one, but then to honor his brother, he... Changed the first letter. <laughs> like, it would be like if, if you died, and I kept doing the podcast, and yes. I was Gary Clewis Butterfield. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cole Gandrew Ross. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, now people can triangulate our identities. This is That's probably true. Uh, do you want me to edit that out? No. Okay. And I don't care if people know my middle name. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, it's, yeah it's, 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 in, it's in places. <laughs> You'll never know which Lewis it is. Yeah. <laughs> is it the nerdy Lewis or is it the cool Lewis? Yeah, and I'm I'm Gandrew. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Gandrew. That's Cole's wizarding name. Yes. That's my didgeridoo wizard name. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is. They're it called is a, shamans when you use a didgeridoo, Cole. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm normative, I guess. I'm appropriating and I'm normative. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you for su- suggesting this. I know we said it in the main episode, but uh, you know now with a little bit dis- a little bit of distance from it, I'm happy that I played it with my current perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Cool. So Alex says via the contact form, "I love Killer Seven. It is far and away my favorite game. But I never really wondered about why it is I connect with it so well until now. I mean, the gameplay, while certainly unique and serviceable, isn't amazing or even necessarily fun." Uh, the story is kind of a mess, and even taking the time to piece it together, along with the book Hand in Killer 7, still leaves massive plot holes and raises more questions than it answers. On the surface level, about the only thing going in Killer 7's favor is its strong commitment to its style and atmosphere. So why, of all the hundreds of games I've played in my life, does Killer 7 stand out above the rest? Why do I keep coming back to it uh, once a year, or beg my friends to give it a try or watch a Let's Play to find some way to experience it? My answer turned out to be relatively simple. While much argument is made about video games as relevance as art, a uh, discussion that re- that frequently involves Killer7, uh, this game is one of the very few games that I feel has legitimate value as a piece of interpretive entertainment. Killer7 is uh, for gaming what Mulholland Drive is for film or Waiting for Godot is for the stage. It's a chance for the observer to get it invested and involved in levels deep enough to transform them into an active contributor to the meaning and value behind it. I think that this uh that I think it is this quality that makes Killer Seven so important to me and why it is still found worthy of conversation years after its release. It's a shame Suda fifty one never uh could make it uh never could make that light, lightning strike twice. Uh but like a lot of auteurs, it seems like his output shifted from what he felt uh was needed to what he felt was expected. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. I'm sorry you. that my cat seems to hate all of your ideas. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's he's doing that, you know, vomit moan oh um in response to that yeah. but he hates david lynch um so <laughs> and i and i love david lynch damn it yeah, yeah and that's yeah. probably why my cat knew um <laughs> the, the history you do yes. the, <laughs> yeah he, you um, can smell it on people uh, yeah, the, 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 like oh you thought mulholland drive was better than uh, lost highway did you well yeah. why not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's he actually starts like now he knows that i react to that deep meow though it doesn't always mean he's going to i think he, he does it for attention now i think oh, he's getting yeah. he's getting intelligent he's like a raptor clever girl uh clever. yeah it's uh <laughs> yeah um i like that line like sh- shifting from what is needed to what is expected yeah 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 it's the it's the pseudo 51 we deserve not the pseudo 51 <laughs> we need right um yeah I, th- I think that's definitely true and i also think that um you know like even if, if you have a very strong style they're just going to be games that are a more successful expression of it mm-hmm you know, um, when you when you talk about it being open to interpretation and uh, being you know an interpretive piece of work, I agree. But I think that there are games that I get the same thing from that mm-hmm. um, I just end up liking better, yep. you know, or being more successful. Like you know, Chief Among Them, Dark Souls, in that we do you know do an entire podcast on that. But that's a very interpretive work that I think is 
more holistically successful than Killer7. While I liked Killer7 a lot, and I agree with you that it is, you know, I like that it is deep enough to be worthy of that and supporting that kind of deep thinking. Um, I just don't think it is, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sacrifices and it's not as a, not quite as, as polished. And <laughs> Game is not Dark Souls, ergo, womp. <laughs> no, well, that specific aspect of Dark yeah. Souls. Like, I, w- I would love Dark Souls if it was all, you know, punch-out graphics, like, punch-out uh, wireframe graphics, and it was just the play. Like, it's not just that. It's more mm-hmm. like uh, the interpretation just feels better and yeah. more interesting to me. Yeah. You know, like, there's not, like, we didn't spend very much time, like, trying to figure out or interpret Killer7. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about making connections. It's just about interpreting or, like, understanding. Yeah. I think I think that like the you know what what makes Dark Souls resonate for us um, you know just is because it withholds detail whereas this provides an abundance of detail and forces you to kind of discard what doesn't matter to you and you know hold close what does and draw those connections so there's a you know the, the, there's a lot of chaff in this particular instance um, yeah I think I think that that is one of the biggest differences at least in the presentation right in terms of like the the ideas that this is trying to convey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's also trying to be about more things. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and that's an expression of that, but mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, that kind of lends itself to a certain kind of, of, you know, I can figure out one part of Killer7, but not figure out another part of it. Yeah. And uh, and that can vary. I don't think, you know, they're not all given equal narrative weight or anything either. Like, it is, it is a, I think that the, there's like a weird... Um, like there's a messiness to this game. I almost said mm-hmm. sloppiness, which isn't the case, but like there is a su- like a real clear sense of messiness that is very appealing. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it doesn't have this kind of like this is a perfectly constructed, you know, house of cards feeling. There's a word that I've seen pop up recently, and it might be like a like a meme kind of thing. Um, but uh, but I actually I I really dislike it. It kind of says it Doge. Uh, yes, <laughs> there's a word. It's called do- dog, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know I just I vary the pre- the pronunciation every time. That way I'm always wrong. Uh, no, but um, no, it's try hard. Oh yeah, like when like well, like when people refer to something as try hard in order to dismiss it, that bothers me in a way, and I can't quite put a very fine point on why. Well, I I feel like the best things. Not the best things, but there is an appeal in something feeling effortless. True. You know, like obviously there is a lot of hard work that goes into anything and anything that does not seem like it, you know, that is just actually an extra level of mastery, you know, that it feels easy. You know, if you can, I always think of like try hard and I don't like that as a word or as a meme, but Mm -hmm. the idea behind it, like you can see the effort too much. Yeah. You know, I can see that that's a detriment to a work. Yeah. For sure. Like, oh, I can see the strings too much. Like mm-hmm. this is just uh, it doesn't feel it's it's like a, it's a specific kind of lack of cohesion I think mm-hmm. you know so yeah no I I I think I see what you mean but I would describe like desperation or uh, you know just be like like fussiness to that more so than like oh they put effort into this like calling it try right, hard right, right, and, like right. like specifically is that almost seems like a you know well I mean if you if you can't if you can't be a badass with shades then why try totally it's it's a terrible <laughs> yeah. expression like that's yeah. what you know everything you have to try hard yeah for it to I be mean, successful at anything like if you're not you know, why why bother. <laughs> Yeah, every, everything is really hard work. Yeah. But just saying like, oh boy, you know, it really seems like they're struggling with this. Well, if you dig a little bit deeper, what are the things that make it seem like they struggled and tried really hard? And those are the things you're actually criticizing. Yeah. Not just the fact that it was it was try hard. It's just a, you know, kind of shitty short, shorthand, you know? Yeah. 
Misleading no. shorthands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve says via contact, Killer7, like many of the most memorable games I've played, is, fr- is a frustratingly flawed mess. The gameplay is shallow and repetitive, and the story is difficult to follow, and yet I found myself hooked from beginning to end. The game's striking art style and schizophrenic narrative give it a unique personality that helped it stand out in the 32-bit era. The game was certainly not a critical or commercial success, but it's not surprising to me that most of Suda51's following games tried so hard to mimic its style with diminishing returns. Killer7 might be the closest video game has come to feeling like a David Lynch film, and for that, I will always admire it. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, th- th- this is going to sound like it's, I'm re- I don't, it's going to sound like I'm responding negatively to the use of the word schizophrenic, but I think it's appropriate here just because of the, you know, paranoia and hallucinations and just general disjointedness of what is presented here. Here's another thing I don't like, and this is older than Try Hard. This is Cole's cranky Andy Rooney hour. Why, <laughs> why do people say it's like an acid trip, man? It's like blank on acid. Or it's like blank on steroids. Like everybody just thinks you, add a drug to thing. Are you asking or is this a part of a bit? It's not like part a, of a bit. <laughs> like, just, lost, it, it annoys me. You really me. lost me on that one. But. <laughs> it, it annoys me. Like, you, you hear that, right? That's a, Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I didn't know whether – when you, you said that right out of saying it was going to be your cranky Andy Rooney thing. And then I thought maybe that was like an Andy Rooney routine nope. I didn't know. <laughs> Andy Rooney that I didn't uh, – Andy Rooney. <laughs> it wasn't on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's stupid too. Okay, it's cool. also the worst one is crack. Yeah, like uh, that, that was a real big thing on like real you know low random monkey people. Yeah, when I was in uh you know po- just post high school, like mm-hmm. it is like you know don't go into that coffee shop. It's like crack in there. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> are you- Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. use your words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So schizophrenic, appropriate. However, in doing research on this game, I saw a lot of people saying, it's like LSD, it's like blah, 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 mushrooms. It's like, well, again, use your words. Yeah, you use your words. Like, that is not good enough. Like, even if you are are experienced with psychotropic, tropic, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, psychotropic drugs, Mm -hmm. um, that is still insufficient because, like, it's not, that's not the kind of thing that's the same for somebody. Like, is Killer7, like, taking acid and having sex for nine hours? Or is it, like, taking acid and then immediately getting arrested, you know, and spending, you know, in a a delousing tank of terror? Yeah, taking acid and having to be rescued from the top of a tree. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah. I mean, which is... Is it brown acid or regular acid? Like <laughs> yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah that, that's really frustrating. I get really annoyed about that in because uh, a lot of things I like get described that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if you have to say that, use trippy. Like I'm okay with trippy yeah, or psychedelic. Fine. Yeah, you know, like uh, you know, I love Tim and Eric, and Tim and Eric gets a lot of like, man, they had to be on so many drugs, they no. did so much acid. <laughs> nope. You nope, know they're what? Just... They're just re- they're just really smart and funny, and it's a really weird aesthetic that that, and that's the point. Like yeah. it has nothing to do with drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, none of it does. Like, they have that episode with uh, Michael Ian Black where they're making fun of that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Microscope. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I didn't mean to use, Steve, I didn't mean to use your response as that springboard, but uh, while we're getting it out of the way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, schizophrenic is not as bad, even though I do kind of think that within our lifetime that will become... You know, that actually doesn't mean what most people right, right. use it to mean. Like, I think that will become an insensitive phrase. I'm not putting you on blast about that. I'm just saying that, like, I think that, that at some mm-hmm. point that will become, yeah. you know, like saying retarded. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, so, it, 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 uh, we, we, we take your point and see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And it's interesting to see this uh, common through line of people being disappointed with the follow-up games. Because mm-hmm. I played the the few that I have played, I played after 
uh, or played before this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder if I would, I mean, I never felt like replaying them, but I wonder if I went back to No More Heroes or something, if I would see this like, oh, this is like a shitty version of Killer7. Like, <laughs> this is not as good a game. The the thing that I would actually be curious to try would be Killer is Dead, like after it drops in price significantly. Mm -hmm. Um is because you know, just because Suda fifty one has actually said, Yeah, this is this is the spiritual successor to that. Mm -hmm. And so the the ogling midi game aside, you know, seeing if that is successful. Cause it's just so much of the so much of the criticism against the game like seemed to seem to sound a lot like what was happening against uh, killer seven. So I'm not right. sure. I'm not sure if that's just a bunch of like, okay, what's the right side of history on this one. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 I wonder if, um, yeah. So if anybody's played that and has anything to, to say yeah. about that game, if you know, you hit us up on Facebook or something. Yeah. If you played both, let us know. So the Funk Master General uh, via the contact form. I'm yep. so happy Thank that you for honoring us. For yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, Dan Hutt. It is a, it is a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Says via the contact form. Killer Seven is one of the one of those games that I remember more for how unique it seems uh, seems to be uh, than for anything special it actually did. I recall this game being heavily stylized and wonderfully bizarre, and I have incredibly positive feelings towards it for being so weird. But when I start looking at screenshots and reading descriptions of it, I realize that I don't actually remember anything at all about the story or about how the game is played i have to wonder if it's uh if that's because it was so boring and bland that i've forgotten everything about it aside from the art style and basic concept which are both awesome or if i uh just have really really bad memory uh the game is sitting on my shelf not five feet from here uh though so maybe i'll toss it in and revisit it sometime soon but i'm worried that i'll ruin my goodwill toward the game by re by realizing that it's actually hot garbage hmm I don't know if this is a game that would hold up to a second go. Yeah, I feel like it probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't have any desire to play it again. I don't think you'll think it's hot garbage if you play it again. But I think that it's uh, the novelty is a big part of the appeal. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for responding about Killer7. There's still plenty of time if you want to uh, get in touch with us about Alpha Protocol. Um, you can do so at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. And as a reminder, we are going to have uh, Mr. Chris Havlone on again. The lovely and and very uh like just super gracious mm -hmm. about this uh um chris avalone on so if you end up having questions or talking points or anything i'm not guaranteeing that we'll ask ask them but uh we'd appreciate hearing what you want to know about alpha protocol yeah yeah and the hardware episode is the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving yeah. um so we have more follow-up from that <laughs> um that really struck a nerve which is great yeah um john manshaft which i can only assume <laughs> like is not actually this is is the best name yeah, or, or not actually his name. Um, in <laughs> fact, I know it's not his name because of the next contact, people. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, good, good job, people. Um, John Manshaft um, says via contact. I uh, just wanted to point out that it's funny to me that the people do these funny names and then their like, questions or comments are just straight, you know, yeah. just absolutely straight-faced. Um, John says, um, I just wanted to point out that the PlayStation 3 does not feature any advertisements on the XMB unless you decide to select the PlayStation Store, which creates a small pop-up preview of the store's interface and mentions some details. I think there may also be an option to have the PSN Deals events stream through the PlayStation Network sign-in page as well, but I do not think that it is turned on by default. just wanted to point out that your observation about the PlayStation 3 being covered in, fat, covered in ads is, in fact, incorrect. I will counter that by saying that it defaults when you turn it on um, to the PlayStation Store. So when I start it up, I have a scroll of ads on the right. It is not as obnoxious as the Xbox. It's still obnoxious. Yeah. There's also the uh, the little blip in the upper right that has, uh, you know, so-and-so on sale for PSN Plus members yep. every, yeah. 
I think that might be what he's talking about that you can turn on and off, but yeah. I've never, I would never turn that thing on. Right. And that is, uh, that is on, on mine. Yeah. So I've actually only used my PS3 to like play like six DVDs and play dark souls mm-hmm. or demon souls. So the, uh, and dark souls too. So I have not gone in there and tinkered with anything. So mm-hmm. I definitely didn't turn opt into anything like that. So, but I will concede that it is less like the Xbox 360 <laughs> out of things in my house right now is by far the worst as far as that. Right. Like screaming about pro football every single time I you know, <laughs> want to play beautiful Katamari. Uh, so yeah, D- Dorito touchdowns. Yep, Dorito touchdowns. How oh, we should use that name in the skip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian Prettyman via contact. <laughs> yep. These names. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yep. I actually had a Neo Geo, so I thought I'd share my experience. My next-door neighbor was one of the higher-ups at Nintendo of America. Our families were fairly close, so he let me borrow a Neo Geo and 10 games for 90 days. I think it was for market research. I was 15, I had $3,000 of NASA-grade gaming hardware, and I nearly lost my mind. It was everything it claimed to be. Identical arcade ports complete with an arcade stick. The thing is, arcade games are not console games. With unlimited continues, you can beat them in an hour. They have very little replay value and zero challenge. So after 90 days, my favorite game ended up being a baseball game uh, because that is the only one you could actually lose. P.S. None of the games were fighting games, and I didn't give a fuck about baseball. (laughs) Yeah. I love the first part of that because it reads like a story problem. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I had 10 games for 90 days. I was 15 and had $3,000 worth of NASA arcade, no grade gaming. So, what do, like, it, like there's a lot of, like, if this, then that. Yeah. Well, that these part. kids these days don't have story problems because of Common Core. Thanks, Obama, for brainwashing my kids. Yeah. I, I saw a Common Core video today, and I was just kind of like, I don't understand that, but I also don't feel the need to research it either. <laughs> like, I watched the, like, you know, kids get this, and you don't. You're an idiot, you know, style, like, clickbait thing. Yeah. And I watched it, and I'm like, yep, I don't get it. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, because I learned and, it in a different way. Yeah, yep, <laughs> And who's exactly. to say if a different way is better or worse? Yeah. As long as they're, you know, not shorting me change when they sell me something like that is cool i still yeah i still get the same same answer to it and it's it's obviously it's quicker there's so much like just man i said a thousand times like there's so much goodness (laughs) to the devil you know yep like you know and good good enough and the devil you know are like the two most powerful concepts in the world (laughs) you know there's titan that just want to draw a globe with two (laughs) two behemoths over it there are those two things like yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but yeah this is the only person who reached out to us specifically saying that he had a neo geo um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm more curious about this Nintendo of America person doing uh, uh, fierce research, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? Hmm. Price point too high. Underlined three times. <laughs> um, uh. you know. mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want to? Uh, if you want to oh, yeah. tag out on this, then we I'll can close, uh, close it out with John here. Yeah. Uh, John says via contact. Upon hearing the recent discussion about accessibility and the ASCII grip one-handed controller, I thought I would share my recent experiences with the subject. I've been at home covering, uh, recovering from major surgery for the last three years, and in an attempt to stave off insanity, I've turned to my hobby of gaming. The problem is that several brain surgeries have resulted in almost complete numbness in my right hand, rendering it virtually useless for a controller. Not to mention that repeated jabs at the punching bag uh, that used to be my cerebellum have resulted in major impacts to my vision and coordination. Having been a gamer since the C64 and Atari days, I'm essentially talking about 30 years of acquired muscle memory and dexterity gone overnight. With my way too much time to kill and feeling like Burgess Meredith in that episode of The Twilight Zone, I busted (laughs) out my old PS2 and Wii. 
Using an ASCII grip controller acquired from eBay to navigate the menus, I tore into my massive collection of unfinished RPGs, eventually realizing that I could judge distances again. I wanted to tackle something a little bit more action-oriented, so I tracked down a Super Robot Wars one-handed PS2 controller. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have to take a look at that. Um, and we will put it in the show notes as well. Um, after beating the first two God of War games, I acquired a PS3 Super Slim and took on the third. I was able to connect a controller via USB run uh, through a tangled mess of adapters and eventually beat that one as well. Having skipped most of the last generation by focusing on my career and nursing a serious uh, World of Warcraft addiction in my spare time, I had a lot of catching up to do. While shaking trees in Animal Crossing one Saturday night, I thought fuck this, I'm playing Dark Souls. It took me a while to get it down, but I eventually did, and last month I completed Dark Souls 2 within a week of its release. <laughs> anyway, thanks for all the content you guys provide, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, again, just more, more complimentary things, which we really appreciate. Um, and P.S., the TurboGrafx-16 rules, and yes, I was totally that guy. Yeah. So that's, an, that's amazing. That is a that is a great story. Uh, this this game that I you know that I personally experienced a lot of trouble with. I'm sure a lot of people did. Uh, you are not only so much of a badass that uh, you have adapted all this, but you beat it one handed, and that rules. And I thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to uh, to write us about it. Yeah, I, you could you could dominate that speedrun category. <laughs> like you could have like an eight hour speedrun on the one handed Dark Souls and still yeah. probably be world record. Yep, holder on that. That's amazing. I, it's hard for me to even think of doing that, and mm-hmm. and it's just it's very very cool. Um, and even even the rest of the story is really really neat. I, I feel you know uh, you know my sympathies for for what you know what you're going through because it sounds really intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I'm glad that it sounds like you know you are working through some recovery mm-hmm. and, and everything. And I'm really glad about that. Um, and I was glad, I mean, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, hardware and, and games exist that can kind of, uh, keep you occupied. Yeah. Accessibility, Uber, Alice. It's yeah. amazing what can happen, you know, when yeah, a little bit be, of, yeah. Or I was going to say like, if, if something like that, uh, were to happen to me, I would, um, you know, it would be, it'd be a RPG palooza, <laughs> you know, like it would be, I could see that. And then just, I love the idea. Like, that's a really good story. If you kind of getting sick of that and just being like, you know what? God of War, and I like that God of War is like a like a dumb version of Dark Souls, like the training wheel version of Dark Souls. Yeah, and there are whole rooms in God of War you just tap through, mm-hmm. you know. So very very cool. Yeah. One of my um, one of my friends uh, at work, a coworker, um, is uh, diabetic and has some neuropathy in her hands, mm-hmm. and uh, she's lost feeling in her hands. And I have some of that in my feet, not very extreme, but she has. She says she has no feeling in her hands, and uh, she showed me a YouTube video of her playing guitar. And it's all, and she's like, I'm embarrassed that I have to look at the string at uh, my hands. And I was like, oh, that, you know, every guitarist I've ever met does that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I know, but I, I have to make sure I'm hitting the right things. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then she's like, yeah, I don't have any feeling in my hands. It's all muscle memory. <laughs> and I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. Because like a guitar, you know, you have to be, that, that's uh, very yeah. precise. And there's uh, different places on the fretboard. And Yeah. Yeah. Like, like intonation specifically too. Like if you're yeah. doing, if you're doing a bend like that, that, that ends up being a very, um, you know, cerebral exercise and actually like memorizing your like, you know, like where am I at on the neck? Which mm-hmm. string am I hitting? Yeah. Yeah. And she, and she's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. It was very impressive. I'm not comparing the two, yeah. two things. Uh, what, you know, John, what, uh, what you were, you were doing and, and what she had done, but that idea of um, losing your muscle memory mm-hmm. or having muscle memory all of a sudden not be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having to, you know, kind of fighting to, to get some, some semblance of the back or get something that you, you had back is really, you know, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like kind of inspiring and, and great. So, yeah, thank you, John. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, again, and thank you for uh, the kind words. Just because I didn't read them on there, does not, that's me being uh, bashful, not me being yeah. dismissive. Yeah. So. Cool. 
So thank you everybody for writing in. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll probably uh, close the tap on some of that hardware stuff unless something awesome like that comes through. But uh, yeah, that, that that has been a very popular episode. And then, uh, you know, Killer7 got a lot of responses. So, uh, you know, every time you guys write in, it gives us more to uh, to spring off of and it uh, improves the discussion. So that is that, that is awesome that you're all taking the time to do it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so uh, if you want to check out other shows, you can find them on duckfeed.tv. If you want to go to Facebook, where a lot of this stuff happens, you'll notice. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to facebook.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Lots of good discussion going on there. And uh, if you want to support us financially, that is duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Use that Amazon link to uh, uh, give us a little kickback. doesn't cost you anything extra. Or consider our Patreon campaign, where you can get little perks like uh, our live stream, which is going to be happening here pretty soon, or uh, early access to shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even you know, very little money makes a big difference in that yes. because it's not just you. Like it's you know, you might think, oh, a dollar a month, that's uh, that's nothing. But you mm-hmm. know, you and a couple people do that. That's mm-hmm. enough to get us uh, you know closer to our goals and and help uh, you know help us do more cool things with the show. Yeah. So well appreciated. Yeah, and uh, I think stay tuned for some probably pretty brief deleted scenes if I mm-hmm. recall. There are a couple. Yeah. So yeah, Umbasa. Umbasa. <laughs> Oh man, I'm ready to say goodbye to this interface. Which interface? The 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 audio interface that I record on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. I bought you in a parking lot <laughs> off Craigslist for a hundred dollars. <laughs> yep. And sell it to some kids. Hide in the woods. <laughs> yeah, take it out. Auction. Hey, kids. Auction Podcast it off. About your dicks. <laughs> Pod- Wait a second. Podcast <laughs> about your dicks. Sure. Is is that what you think we do? No, I, that's a, it's that's the porn angle. Okay. If you hide it, hide in the woods. Oh yeah, kids yeah. are gonna do something with their dicks with it. You gotta be gotta be the porn interface fairy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. People always gonna be using their dicks. That's true. Yeah. You can't get away from them. Yeah. So yeah, that public transit thing sucks. Just uh, straight up yeah. like a bridge out. The the electricity went down on the bridge. I guess like early afternoon, and they still couldn't. Uh, to get it going so like <clears throat> my my train didn't come like the other train kept coming mm-hmm. I was like, okay the train's late and then i got on it and they took me down to the other end of downtown to get on a shuttle bus but which like a shuttle bus is only like only really good things are happening or really bad things <laughs> all right if you're, you're on a shuttle bus like you are, you know, getting comped at a casino or it's straight up Katrina town, you know, like there's no, <laughs> there's no good that can come out of being on a shuttle bus. And it was just, it's hot. And they packed like an entire train car. Um, onto a bus. Onto a bus. So it's yeah. just like touching like five people. Yeah, butt to gut. this lady next to me was just like eating this homemade chicken sandwich really oh, loud. Oh, no. And, the, and then, so that took forever to get across the bridge and then it took forever for the train to come. And stuff like I left work early because I wanted to, you know, bone up a little bit on on some of the stuff. I was expecting to get home around five mm-hmm. and didn't get home until six thirty. So it was like ninety minute delay. Yeah, <clears throat> sucks. Hmm. And then that video I put in the Skype window. Yeah, yeah, that I'm, nonsense. I'm no, no. I didn't see any of this. I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. It's like three <laughs> plastic surgery addicts who formed this band and released this terrible single. Oh, and it's God. just the hardest thing to watch, and they're just really hard to look at. And oh, sucks. wow! The dude, the dude—he straight up looks like uh, what is it? The tiger lady? Uh, the tiger lady? Yeah, yeah. The lady who uh, who who uh, the lady or the tiger? 
that lady? <laughs> no, she, she's like a, a New York socialite who's addicted to uh, who's addicted to plastic surgery, and she believes her spirit animal is the is the tiger. So oh, she's okay. like, so she's kind of like that one furry guy uh, turning herself into a tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to actually look look up who she is because I used to know her. Um, like went to high school with her? Yeah, yeah. No, just <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I wrote best friends forever. Jocelyn Wildenstein. Oh, yeah, a fun name. Yeah, <clears throat> sound. It's a socialite's name, right? He he's trying to look like Justin Bieber. Ugh. But he's just like he's just this really. There's something very oh. gross and mentally ill about. Oh yeah, I mean he looks uh, like. Uh, ugh, I mean they, they all look like they uh, they're they're going through anaphylactic shock. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. very. It's very gross. Like I, yeah, you know, uh, hard to watch. Yeah, that is a straight up mental condition, is what it is, yeah. and the yeah. idea that they are spreading that uh, through a single. The magic of song. Yeah, through the magic of song, telling people, "Hey, this is," you know, I mean, it'd be kind of like anorexia. Hell which, yeah! Of which there are like it's like those sites, but the, mm-hmm. the song is actually surprisingly defensive. Like if you listen to the lyrics, it's a lot oh, about like, like trying to head off it, haters. Oh, it's it's oh, oh everything's about everything's about haters. Yeah, Hater, the haters. haters are the real minorities. Yeah, I know, right? Haters, haters are the real ninety nine percent. And you know what? I would consider myself a hater. Somebody yeah, would probably too. consider me to be a hater of most things. Sure, you sure, know? totally. You know, hate things that are bad, yeah. like things that are good. Yeah. Easy peasy. It's not inherently bad to dislike things. This fucking doctor. This fucking doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love how he's not dolled up or anything. They're just no. Like, we just want to shoot this super fun music video. What do you think? And it's like, well, oh. all right. Okay. A good advertisement. For my <laughs> terrible plastic surgery thing. Yeah. <clears throat> A my... symbol of conspicuous consumption. and Yeah. Capitalist Mengele. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's that's horrible. It, I mean, this is going to sound incredibly offensive. Maybe, possibly, is one of them trans? Uh, yes. Okay. The one who is Madonna. All right. Is from RuPaul's uh, Drag Race. Okay. Yeah, that 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 tempers my haterdom a little bit, but yeah. Well, it's just it's still gross. It's still plastic surgery addiction. Like it's yeah. you know, regardless of yeah. the you know the gender of the person who's doing it. True. Um, yeah. 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 Nasty. They think she's a shield. Think, 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 think that that's like, oh, you can't hate us because this is blah. Um, no. Okay. I think, I think that she has a legitimate, like she is both, you know, he's a bad drummer and he has one arm. Like, <laughs> okay. You know, it's not because. It's not because. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Okay. I think. Mm. The plastics. Yeah. Gross. And yeah. there's already a band called the plastics. That's actually really good. <laughs> oh, so yeah. don't call yourself that. 